0: Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Please be seated. Um, I want to start by saying it's an honor to have the opportunity to preach here this evening. And um, in many ways, this is my first sermon that I've ever written and delivered, so <laughs> here goes. <laughs> Um, Hosea opens up in a very rather strange and disturbing way with the Lord commanding the prophet Hosea to take to yourself a wife of whoredom. And most scholars believe that this means Hosea has been commanded to take a wife that will be unfaithful to him, something no reputable person would normally do. And the explanation for this command is because the land, so in some, a lot of ways, the nation of Israel has committed great whoredom by forsaking the Lord. The historical context of Hosea falls during the reign of Jeroboam son of Joash, and in Second Kings it says that Jeroboam did evil in the sight of the Lord. And at this point, the nation of Israel is also, also worshiping Baal. So it makes sense that they have forsaken the Lord in a variety of ways. And the names of the three children of Gomor also reflect how the nation of Israel is turning away from the Lord. Despite the bleakness of the opening of Hosea, there is a promise of restoration. Because the Lord states that the number of the children of Israel shall be like the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured or numbered. And in the place of where it was said to them, you are not my people, it shall be said to them, you are children of the living God. Despite how unfaithful Israel has been, God still loves his people and seeks to bring them back just as Hosea later on seeks to redeem and bring back his wife. And Hosea, the book of Hosea as a whole speaks of the love of God towards his people. In sharp contrast to the desolation described in Hosea 1, we have a rich and abundant life described in Psalm 85. Here, the psalmist begins by lamenting how the people have turned away from God and how God used to be favorable towards his people. And yet, at the same time, the psalmist is asking for this forgiveness to occur again and for the Lord to once again restore his people and to speak peace to them and to keep them from returning to sin. The final verses of Psalm 85 speak of a place of abundance where the people are restored and are in a relationship with God. And these lines are, Steadfast love and faithfulness meet. Righteousness and peace kiss each other. Faithfulness springs up from the ground, and righteousness looks down from the sky. Yes, the Lord will give what is good, and our land will yield its increase. Righteousness will go before him and make his footsteps away. These lines give us a picture of a fruitful and fulfilling life, one of relationship with the Lord, which is the environment that those who have been forgiven and restored find themselves in. Those who have been restored are surrounded by steadfast love, faithfulness, and righteousness. Our passage from Colossians this evening continues to add to this conversation of abundant life in the Lord. Paul calls us to walk in Christ, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith. We, who had been dead in our sins, have been made alive and a part of the family of God in Christ because of his work on the cross. In fact, the phrase in him or with him I think it occurs at least nine times in this passage, which certainly emphasizes that we are part of an intricate and intimate relationship with Christ. And the gospel passage from Luke is one that we are very familiar with, and especially with the opening lines of the Lord's Prayer. And here we address God as Father. We are part of the family of God. We are the children of the living God, as Hosea says. And God is the perfect parent who seeks to give us what is good and what we need, as is continually referenced throughout the Lord's Prayer. And this relationship between giving us gifts is very interesting in regards to where the Lord's Prayer is placed in our liturgy right before we come up to the altar to receive the gift of the body and the blood of Christ. And now to kind of tie these ideas together, um, two things that frequently came to mind as I was reflecting on these passages are the female relationship with God and how they all have images of growth. Um, I think I've touched on the familial relationship a lot already, but just to kind of restate it, Hosea starts out with the Lord stating he will no longer have mercy towards Israel, and he is no longer their God, but it ends with him saying that you are my children. Psalm 85 is describing the nation as the Lord's people, again, family. The with him and in him language and Colossians and addressing God as father and through Christ we are all invited into this family of God and because of Christ we are able to call God father we are no longer outside of God's people and mercy but are held within his embrace we are rooted in Christ's love and mercy And the ideas of growth, I found fascinating how Psalm 85 and Colossians, two seem to really tie together. Um, Through restoration from the Lord, the land in Psalm 85 is able to yield its increase and envelop steadfast love, faithfulness, righteousness, and peace. And when we are rooted in Christ and have our new life in him, we are rooted in this land that has steadfast love, faithfulness, righteousness, and peace. And when we are rooted in Jesus, we are able to flourish. And a few pictures that came to my mind as I was reflecting on these ideas were how Hosea felt like a desert. just felt very dry and barren. Whereas Psalm 85, Colossians 2, and even Luke 11, it felt there was this green and um, very vibrant park or garden or just it was full of life. So in conclusion, these passages from today in many ways, describe the journey that we have as believers in becoming part of the family of God. Without God, we are in the barren landscape of Hosea 1. We are not part of the family of God and as such, do not participate in a flourishing life. But God, in his love, seeks us out to become part of his family and he restores us and invites us into the land where steadfast love and faithfulness meet, where righteousness and peace kiss each other. Within this land, we are able to call God Father and have a relationship with Christ where we are rooted in him and participate in the female relationship between God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit.